is episode 282 of Nerd's Eye View for the 28th of June, our last recording, right before the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And it's been sufficiently hot for this time of year. It's less hot today yeah. than like last week. Oh, man. Thank you for joining me at your house, Andrew. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Jordan, and we are joined by Derek. Hello. How you doing, sir? I'm good. We're recording now? Yeah. Are, okay, uh, are you keeping out of the heat? I'm in an air-conditioned room right now. Nice. Nice. I, uh, you know, I noticed you go to the movies so much, uh, I, I wouldn't presume to say that that was your, your, uh, your strategy for keeping out of the heat, but it is a good, a good benefit. That's how I beat the heat. Yeah. Usually I find the heat right right off the screen though. <laughs> in terms of chemistry. Yeah, of course. Between Mia Wasikowska and Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> what are you referring to? Is it Alice? Is that a That's weird Alice, Alice looking reference? Oh my goodness. Did that you not Okay, here's my question. Hmm. I told you I had a question. Now, last week you reviewed Central Intelligence. Yeah. Yes. Why didn't you review Finding Nemo the big Super release. Uh, Jordan's not really into those kinds of pictures. I, I like most those of them, pictures. but I didn't. I mean, Finding Nemo was like a movie. But ever since I saw Finding Dory being advertised, it just didn't interest me at all. You don't want to go dive back into the ocean? Or? I mean, I heard there's a dumb seal, so I might go see it because of that. You're huh. really into that dumb seal concept? I heard the dumb seal was good. Uh-huh. So... Uh, yeah, we might. Um, I mean, uh, Derek, we might just uh, re- you and me. We can record a, a special review of it later on. Yeah, how hard do you fight for finding Dory, Andrew, or do you just re- relent? Or uh, compromisable? I, re- I I I compromise mostly because I was kind of um, I was interested in Central Intelligence at least in concept because uh, it seemed the movie was being sold on like look who's in it rather than what is this film about. Yeah, it was being sold pretty hard. Yeah. It makes me sad that a movie like The Nice Guys and a movie like Central Intelligence are made by the same studio in the same summer. Oh, yeah. And yet, like, because I, I clearly want to steer one way yeah. <laughs> and not the other. I think we all do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. movies used to be like The Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we have to settle for Central Intelligence. Yep. Right, right. That's true. Uh, but what are we reviewing in this episode? We're reviewing The Neon Demon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we love this director here on this podcast. We ha- yeah, we've reviewed uh, at least three of his films right. uh, on Nerd's Eye View. Which uh, ones? Drive and... Only God Forgives. Only God Forgives. So here's another question. Why not... The big, I guess I'm learning your guys' uh, the way you guys operate. Mm-hmm. But you're just ignoring Independence Day. I guess like America. I, I am. I... Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm not interested, really. I mean, uh, yeah, I can't. I mean, if Will Smith was there, I might have had a little bit more interest. Yeah, if they didn't kill him off screen in yeah. between the movies. But at the same time, just the there was one trailer that I saw where Jeff Goldblum, as the new young guy, is piloting some spaceship. Jeff Goldblum is like, "Oh, look out! They like to destroy monuments." I was like, oh, great. We had that nice levity while everyone's dying. Yeah. It's showing an entire Sweet. city being destroyed. Awesome. This is why I want you to review Independence Day, too. And, like, be, when I tell that to people, when I tell people that kind of stuff, they just, like, roll their eyes and shrug at me. Cause, like, and I'm it's like, a movie. While everyone's dying, we're just having a great time? No. Yeah, like, you that's, don't joke. That's upsetting. That's a weird thing to joke about. Yeah. 
See, the humor in the first one is like, so uh, Harvey Firestein is watching the <laughs> Chrysler building or whatever explode, the Empire State Building, mm. and him going, oh, crap, there's humor in that because he's the one about to die. But if yeah. you're just <laughs> watching from the sidelines. Yeah, and, and watching from the sidelines and you watched 20 years ago from the side, like you were part of it and you're still kind of like so blasé about that it. That character wouldn't be blasé. No. Now just I'm wouldn't. In your review of it, maybe when it comes on DVD. Yeah, probably. I don't know, or we man. could, or yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still in theaters. Yeah, we we'll could do a bonus happens. episode sometime. I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> but before that, we have the top ten and the new releases. After our review, we'll have our promotions and guess the ending. At the very end of the show, we're gonna have a discussion where we're gonna get into all the spoilers. And I have to say. There's the last third of this movie is pretty crazy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think we'll have a lot to talk about, mm-hmm, a lot to parse, yeah, disassemble, yeah, dissect, sure, if you will. There and you I go. have a new segment because this is my third appearance on <laughs> the show. I have a segment idea. When did Derek fall asleep? Oh, I like this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I want to play that so game. We got to get to that. Yeah, yeah. With 13 hours, I definitely fell asleep. And what was the mo- What was the other movie that I reviewed with you guys? The, the Intern. Yeah, I didn't fall asleep during that. Okay. 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 Thank goodness. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So now let's get to the box office top ten. He doesn't remember. Derek? Oh, oh I say count me down. Okay, yes, count me down. I thought somebody would say, Derek, count me down. Okay. Uh, count me down. I want to go with number ten. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, I'd rather do that than number nine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Especially if they're fighting number eight. X-Men Apocalypse. And they'd have to say number seven. Now you see me too. Especially after they did a number six. The Conjuring 2. Before doing number five. (laughs) Free State of Jones. Which took place in number four. The Shallows. Which lacked number three. Central Intelligence. All because they waited until number two. Independence Day Resurgence. Two, number one. Finding Dory. <laughs> not a lot of effort with that one, gentlemen, but you know, <laughs> it's even funnier. It's, they're not all winners. And, yeah. and as we said before, the sequels just really throw it. Yeah, there's just all these weird, complicated titles and, and, and colons. Col- colons and numbers. That really throws it. Right. And and we're still upset because it's not now you now now to see me or now you see two. It should yeah. be one of those. Yeah. If you're gonna be dumb, be dumb. Commit. How many of these have you guys uh, reviewed other um, than Central Intelligence? Now you see me two. Uh huh. X Men and X Men Apocalypse. That's, That's it. it. That's it. So you ignored Ninja Turtles, Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I saw Alice, but I mean that was just me. Shrug. No. I, did you like The Shallows? I love The Shallows. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to see that. Yeah, I think I'll see that too. Yeah. I'll give that a chance. Uh, did you, Derek, did you ever watch any of those other, um, like, Girl Gets Bitten, Girl Surfer Gets Bitten by a Shark movies? I feel like there's at least two more. I've seen uh, di- radically different genres. Uh, I've seen <laughs> Soul Surfer. Yeah. And I saw Open Water. That one's kind of <laughs> similar. Uh huh. Didn't see Open Water too. That was direct to video. Yeah, I saw the first one, Open Water. Um, Nothing too exciting here. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy that 
it's rare for the first two movies to make over 100 million together. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're hitting that real peak summertime. Yeah, everyone, kids are out of school. They're getting mm-hmm. bored. Mm-hmm. They've been out, you know. Let's they're ready go to do find something. story. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally all the kids are out of school right now. So, if a family's going to go see a movie, it's going to be Finding Dory. That's uh, I was at uh, Fox today, and the mood was dreary. Ooh, everybody's head was uh, sunken. What's do they have a, some animated thing upcoming? Are they the guys behind Storks? <laughs> I think that's Warner Brothers. They have Ice Age. Oh, Ice Age. Oh, that's all they got yeah, left. Yeah, there's another one. That's the Ice Age in Space, yeah. right? And they got uh, Mike Mike and Dave get wedding dates. Yeah. Well, that looks kind of funny. I'll probably see it. Yeah. Uh, but the big the big one, the big one didn't do so hot. What what big one? Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it's opening number 2. Because I don't know how old you guys were when the first one came out, but like you, it was like the first movie I remember. It started the blockbuster, sold out, hard to get through, long lines, you know, big Mm -hmm. crowds. Mm -hmm. I remember it being. Was that the one that started the Will Smith dominates July Fourth weekend? uh, Yes, box office. You count uh, six degrees of separation. (laughs) I do, but yeah. Uh, the um, because I remember it was that, and then uh, there was some. What one of the did, didn't one of the Men in Blacks come out over July Fourth weekend? Yeah, <laughs> both of them. You are you're you're canonically ignoring yeah. the. Third. Oh right, right. And well, and the uh, first two. And uh, Hitch. Oh God, Hitch. Yeah. Hitch was February, but close. Oh. Yeah. I just highest wanted to bring test, up a later movie. highest uh, rated Sony movie ever at the time when they test screened it. Hitch. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it is. That is like a. If you want to, if you want a safe movie to show a date, it's Hitch. Yeah. Do you know what beat it? What? Um, Karate Kid remake. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, he was beaten by his own son. <laughs> Do you know what the lowest scoring Sony movie ever was? No. Bottle Rocket. Oh. Huh. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't agree with those. <laughs> no, but when you when you ask a crowd, you I think a uh, bottle rocket's a crowd pleaser. Well, there's I, some suicide, but you know, whatever. <laughs> just a, just a side of suicide. Mm-hmm. And that Wild Wild West also came out July Fourth weekend. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. He was dominating it. Like he was really not like, that one, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was his high time. And then they're releasing this one without him a week early. Yeah. That's, so. that's a like weird that. thing, right? Like why not release it on July 4th? I don't know. Are they afraid of the purge anarchy's box office hold? I think they are. I do want to say that the first Alice through the looking glass made, or Alice movie made 300 and this one's topping out at maybe 80. Yeah. That's crazy. And then Ninja Turtles one made like 150, and this one's the same. <laughs> What's happening? Don't know. I think it's like s- we're revolting. I think comic book movies, there's kind of a uh, uh, an assumption that we're going to get sequels, so mm. people are more open to it. No one asked for or wanted an Alice sequel. So I think everyone saw the advertising and was just like, what? Uh, oh, Okay. So that only the people who liked the first movie are seeing the second one. Mm-hmm. And that's a subset of the people who watched it the first time. So, of course, it's going to make less money. 
Are we getting Johnny Depp backlash? I don't think so. I don't think that's it. He's it's weird because you've seen it, right, Derek? Yeah. Isn't he like? I feel like he's barely in the movie. No, it's all about him and his family. But I don't know. It feels like it took a while to get to him, and then it's all the whole thing revolves around time traveling so that he something. Yeah, but then like when they're in the past, it's like little little Mad Hatter who's not really Johnny Depp. I'll tell you this much: hmm. the uh, the pirate, the new pirate movies, all finished, like literally finished. Yeah, and they're waiting a year to see if this thing blows over. That must be. I mean, uh, this is billions of dollars. This movie. Well, I, I mean, I haven't seen any yeah. advertising. I would think that they would start advertising at like six months out, right? Right, but it's ne- next Memorial Day is oh. when that pirates movie comes out. Okay, okay. So waiting a year. Seeing if people still like this guy it must be very scary. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to blow over, even though it, it probably shouldn't, but who knows? We, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like there's all the information isn't out there. I, I mean, I was actually, uh, when I went to go see the, the Neon Demon, mm-hmm. uh, one of the trailers was for Woody Allen's new film. Oh, yeah, Cafe Society? Yeah, and I had recently had a discussion with some friends about that. And uh, about just Woody Allen and that whole thing in particular. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt bad how much I thought like, oh, I think I'll like this movie, but you know what? Like, what are we supposed to do? Right. You know. <laughs> I, well, I, if you're so- Matt Benson, he he needs to always laugh at bananas. So that's what Matt Benson's stance is. I got to be able to laugh at bananas. I mean, the classic argument is you got to separate the artist from the the Which art. I've argued yeah. for in the past. Yeah, I so. just don't tell people if I see his movies. <laughs> you know what the weird thing is? I saw that trailer this morning mm-hmm. and did a little bit of research. I've never seen a Woody Allen film. That's interesting. Not a single one. Wow, ever You're pure. I don't know. You are pure. Isn't that weird? Stay pure. All right, I'll try and then stay you don't pure. have to feel conflicted. But see, I saw the trailer for Cafe Society and yeah. I went, I might want to see that. Yeah. One day you may uh, happen upon Curse of the Jade Scorpion on. Late night TV, and who knows? Uh, all right, so that's uh, it for the box office. Let's uh, move on to the new releases. And on mm. DVD and Blu-ray, uh, we have Eye in the Sky. Which I think we always meant to see, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we never did. Yeah. Did you see that? So I, have, I work in a, like a collectible store, mm-hmm. and we have movie posters. We have 250 Eye in the Sky posters for some <laughs> ungodly reason. Wow. So if you wanted one... Ten dollars each. Uh, blast from the past in Burbank. Please get them <laughs> off our hands. We have way too many. Um, That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that is movie. That Alan Rickman's last movie, or is it Alice? Uh, t- technically, I think it is Alice. He has like two lines in the as the butterfly or whatever the hell. Mm. It's so upsetting. Mm. Like it feels like they just took parts of his other lines from the first movie and just re re-edited them, them together. Yeah. It's like, Alice. Like, it just feels like it was a whole different tone. Like, it right. wasn't meant for the scene that he's half in. I don't know. That's been happening a lot with an, an animated movie comes out, or a movie with an animated character voiced by uh, a celebrity who just died. Yeah. Uh, like what? Uh, Gary Shandling. He was in Jungle Book. That's true. Yeah. There was another one, but I can't remember it right now. But definitely the Gary Shandling one, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, that's, that was his last movie. That's rough. Is that why I didn't enjoy Jungle Book? Yeah, that's got to be it. That was the only reason. 
<laughs> Not the fact that John Favreau won and got like an award, uh, a certificate from PETA, from PETA for not having any animals in his film about animals. Yeah. Did he win an award? Yes. Yeah. PETA gave him an award for not using any live animals in the Jungle Book. One that portrays animals as lazy <laughs> or murderers. Yeah. yeah. And just like generally just uh, ruffians. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Kung Fu Panda 3. Mm, I saw that. I saw that too. Uh, do, do you both uh, uh, agree with Poe? I don't know. What is their phrase? Something to do with Poe. Kadoosh. I thought it was good. Uh-huh. Too good for January, I thought. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I January guess I... is the nut job season. Yeah. yeah. Or Norm of the North. <laughs> Did you guys review that? No. No. Isn't that the fun part of having a movie review show in January is that you have to review Norm of the North? Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, you know, fun, fun. I don't know if fun's the right word for it. You have to uh, review right. something. Uh, but no, I, I mean, but I really dug Minions, too. And they, mm-hmm. they have, like, a weird, they share a weird, uh, like, comedic style, which is interrupting other people mm. and, like, making fun of the other person. Mm-hmm. And both movies do that, and they, they both got me. Right, wow. right, right in the laugh muzzles. So when Andrew said you don't like those kinds of movies, what did it mean? Certainly not animation. I love I love most movies. He, he's just you're not being hot on an animation. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll say let's review an animated lot film, of ani- I, and you go nah. Which one? Well, Finding Dory was the one that I was most shocked it's, about. It's because it's a <laughs> it's because it's off. a sequel that I didn't. That there was just, another one before that where I was like, wow, really? Okay. I oh, asked no, Brendo th- if he was going to see Finding Dory, and he. <laughs> look sheepish and then reveal to me that he doesn't like water movies. <laughs> That's a weird That's distinction. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I thought I'm, that was fascinating. I don't, I mean, I've said this before in this podcast. I don't know if you know, Derek. I, I don't really like space movies. Everybody has a thing. Yeah. I, I like space like if it's not, like... It doesn't place, take place in America. Oh, really? Yep. Like even, it. even like a British thing? Ugh. <laughs> 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 that was the appropriate response. Uh, what was the other one that you heard? Uh, Do you remember? Uh, no, you 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 weren't excited for Popstar, Jordan. But that's not animated. No, but like it was kind of goofy. Like you're not into like a goofy movie. <laughs> oh man, you like Do a you goofy, like goofy movie, movie, but you're not into goofy. Yeah, movies. I like I like goofy movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the video games are really good too for a goofy <laughs> oh, movie. Boy, no, they are actually really. I good. figured they would be. Uh, no, I, I usually do. Uh, I don't like spoof movies, which is why I didn't want to see Popstar. Mm-hmm. Glad I did. Uh, but but as far as animation, maybe it's just sequelitis that was getting to me okay. for Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. really, right now, it's insane how many sequels are coming out. It's starting to wear on me. As someone mm-hmm. who watches way more trailers than most people. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we do, Derek, you, you can attest to that as well. Uh-huh. When you see a sequel to a movie that you were like, yeah, that first one was good, but I don't, I didn't really... Like, Dory was not my favorite part of the first movie. Mm-hmm. So for Seven her... sequels in the top ten I'm reading here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, last year, or last week, we did the, the count... It was, I think it was the same seven sequels, seven. and then of the three remaining films, two of them were based on other properties. Yeah. So only one original film, and guess what that was? Central Intelligence. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what, what we get. That's, that's all we got now. So, so, yeah. It's just tough. I mean, at least this week's better. Central Intelligence, Shallows, and Free State of Jones. Well, Free State of Jones is based on history. A real thing? Yeah. So, too. Yeah. It's a franchise. 
the States of Jones oh, franchise. Oh, boy. This one's the free version. All right. Also new on DVD Blu-ray, we have Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And which we, we reviewed that on 268, right? Yeah, we did. Cool. I saw a ad for the DVD for it, which means that they're really pushing it because you don't see DVD ads mm-hmm. yeah, for everything. And it keeps fooling me into thinking it's going to be fun with that X's and O's in the, in the commercial <laughs> and using that uh, part where the lady drives backward. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fun time. What, what did we think about that? I thought it was just like whatever. Yeah. I kind of didn't really know what it was doing. What did, what did I say? It was trying to do something that another movie had already done well. Uh, the Baghdad movie. Yeah, yeah. 13 Hours. With, no, with Michael I, Keaton. I did. No, the Michael Keaton film. Live in Baghdad? Live from Baghdad. Yeah. That's a better film about it's that. A good pull. That's a better That's a better film. It's like Michael Keaton working for CNN or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. That was a really good movie. Uh, all right. On DVD only... Uh, we have now, this movie that you're about to say yeah. was in theaters because I saw it in theaters. Yeah, we almost did. Almost, yeah. We had half plans and then it just all fizzled. It fell out, yeah. Elstree, 1976. I saw that. Is it, is, this is the documentary about the extras involved in Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. And the infighting that happens at conventions now. Who, oh. Like the tier. Like if an extra is getting a lot of attention at a convention, somebody that may have had one or two lines that fancies himself a real actor may uh look down on them it's kind of funny is that kind of like um uh i I can't remember if if you were there for that there was kind of that idea of like there should be a documentary about the 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 minor celebrities that attend every comic-con and just have a little booth and you go and you get a picture and them to sign something yeah and then now they're being now, like, Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth are going to those things. There's no room for the guy in Back to the Future the, that lived in Marty's house. And There's no room for the, the Blue Ranger from the Dinosaur Power Rangers. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, then also on DVD only, we have Really Weird Tales. This is um, a compilation uh, kind Martin of film. Short and John Candy. It's from, uh, what are they called? That comedy show that I never watched, so I never know the name of it. That was in Canada? It was like Canada's SNL? That's what my brain always categorized. Yeah, that's the one. SCTV. Cool. And of course, on DVD only, Shark Exorcist. I'm intrigued. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's exactly what it is. Do you want to know the tagline for this film? Say it, please. Satan has Jaws. Which is kind of a ripoff of the Jaws tagline. You should see the cover. Oh, I've seen Is the cover. the cover a scuba diver in like a priest's outfit? Well, that'd be way better. That'd be way better. <laughs> you, you can click on the, the link in the document and right. see for yourself. But it okay, is in fact... Real-time... Real-time... There's a priest here. and there is a shark. Yep. Oh. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, taking so itself a little too seriously. Yeah, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, new on Blu-ray... Uh, a, a film called Movie Movie. Uh, you know, I thought this was called Film Film. No. <laughs> it's a parody movie of, uh, of, of featuring George C. Scott. Oh. So I don't know. I don't so know what that old. means. That could be something. He's dead. Yeah. Hmm. That could be something. There was a parody movie called Not Another, Not Another Movie, and the title made me laugh. That's You know what? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. But there's only been one Not Another Movie. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not as good as it could be. Oh, that's true. Because they stopped. It was not another teen movie. And then the rest of them were just like scary movie and epic movie. Yeah. They mm. stopped trying. <laughs> and then the one that was like uh, uh, the 40-year-old virgin who knocked up s- s- the Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. Yeah. There you go. The guy that played Seth Rogen in it uh-huh. came into our store, and I recognized him from the movie. <laughs> he said Jed Apatow was not happy with him. Oh, but oh. wouldn't you? It's not like you're making fun of the movies because they're bad. It's like honoring them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's in kind a of a uh, in the style of uh, you know, if good art imitates. What is that saying? Life uh, imitates I art. I think the saying is a uh, cash in. Yeah, that's the one. Parody what you love. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on to what's coming out new on uh, TV, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and see what Jordan's been watching. Uh, but I don't think you've been watching this first one, Jordan, the Bastard Executioner, the complete first season, which perhaps more accurately should be the entire series because I heard it got canceled. It did get canceled. Mm-hmm. It's an FX show. Mm-hmm. It's from the guy who brought you Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, Katie Seagal's in it. Yeah, he brought her over. Yep. Oh, same, it's same that, Oh, they pumped a lot of money into that marketing of this show. Yeah, I saw commercials everywhere. I heard it was more like a like a down to earth Game of Thrones. Yeah, it tried to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, do you think I've seen this or how much of it? Because you're the TV guy, you've seen like mostly everything. Usually, yeah. What's watch. your DVR update? Oh, it's down to seventy seven. Seventy percent available. Seventy seven percent available. Yeah, there you go. Out of I was how, how much? Uh, well, a hundred percent. Uh, no, out of like how many gigs? Uh, three hundred. Oh wow! Um, so oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was hovering up at thirty four percent available before I knuckled down and just started watching stuff. Um, I let it go for too long while I'm playing video games and watching movies. But um, I'll say you've seen it. Okay. Uh, no, I, I I never I never did. You know the weird thing was I used to watch shows on FX and then yeah, I, I feel just, like you don't watch FX. I stopped. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember why. Maybe they're just not making shows I like anymore. Mm-hmm. Guess that explains the next one. Yeah, the next one. I'm definitely also gonna say you haven't seen Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. I wanted FX to see one? this because the girl is hot in it. Uh, this is the one with, uh, with Dennis Leary. Am I getting that right? Uh, yeah. Yes. He, he didn't he do their Fireman show? Yes, I liked that. That's show. That's a really good show, I, Andrew. Okay. I watched all of that. Excuse me. <laughs> I'll just recuse myself from this conversation. Yeah, that was actually a really good show. <laughs> that, that show was like crazy how deep it got didn't they try and do like a like a, another version of that but with like a policeman they tried to do before huh? that was before oh okay the same people tried to do it on abc it's called the job but and it was cops mm-hmm. what do you derek have you seen any advertising for that um the beast what was it called feed the beast feed, feed the, the beast. beast oh no it's it's uh hold on to your hats it's david schwimmer doing us he's doing a serious like show about cooks it's him and oh what's that guy's name he's a british actor him, he's the guy um, from across the universe yeah british the young british guy Young-Cleese. from <laughs> the young british guy from across the universe uh Uh-oh. and and david schwimmer are are opening a restaurant uh but it's like edgy because they also have to sell drugs or something <laughs> <laughs> or something yeah, it's just it seems very vague, but it's like they're definitely in trouble with some kind of you know, like people invested money in their restaurant, now they gotta get it back. What channel's that on? I feel like that's an FX. I feel like that's that's their brand. Remember Dirt? Oh, I remember Dirt. <laughs> I would like to go through and watch all of Dirt at some point in my life. It's AMC. It's AMC. Okay, Feed that, the Beast, is, Feed AMC. The Beast is AMC. All right. 
they really went off the deep end after Mad Yeah, Man. I didn't watch that one at all either. All right. Uh, and then we're going to a show that I am literally shocked that it's finally coming out to DVD. Uh, two, two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place, the complete series. This show was also known as Two Guys and a Girl because at some point they got rid of the pizza place. Yeah, on the DVD, on the cover, it just says Two Guys and a Girl. Yeah. Derek, do you remember this Not classic? Not to be confused with that. Um, with the Robert Jenny Jr. Guy, the Robert Jenny Jr. Yes. Movie. You know why I know about that film? Because you went to Blockbuster looking for Pizza Place DVDs and they gave you that? No, because I was looking up to see, like, years ago, if they had Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place on DVD anywhere. And <laughs> they one there was one article where they said maybe, but then they clarified and they said, oh, the like, whoever, whatever executive they talked to said that Two Guys and a Girl was coming out on DVD soon, but what he meant to say was Two Girls and a Guy. Right. It's Well, I hated Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> And always have. You've always hated Ryan Reynolds? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Didn't uh, that Castle guy, wasn't he on the show, Nathan Fillion? I think Nathan Fillion was on Two Guys and a Girl for a while. Okay. I remember him as a handyman. What happened to the other guy and, and the girl? I don't, it, was, it was a very uh, uh, Three's Company situation where they kept, I, they kept, I feel like they rotated out girls and guys through the seasons. But, and did they leave the pizza place? Yeah, they definitely left the pizza place at some point. I hate TV. I think they, they lived that. over the pizza place and it g- got renovated or something. How long did this show last? Four, like four or four five seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. Huh. I remember the last season was where a lot of changes took place. Yeah. Did they we- ever cross over with Home Improvement? Oh, I wish. I wish that the show has a crossover. Just one. Any crossover. Yeah, remember Soul Man with Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> no. I never he saw was it. A, he was a rockin' priest that so- that crossed over with... Uh, he saved Randy when he had a crisis of faith in a oh, Home Improvement episode. My oh, God. My goodness. <laughs> uh, the three main people from Two Guys and a Girl uh, stayed the whole run. Oh, okay. 81 episodes. All right. And then they just added more people, like uh, Suzanne Cryer, Nathan Fillion, and Julian Bach. How many episodes was Nathan Fillion in? 60. Oh, my God. So, a lot of them. And yeah. the same with Suzanne Cryer. And then, I guess, uh, Julian Bach was on 31. So, those are the, the top ones. Must be... Yeah. yeah. I feel like this was a TGIF, but not like it never no. quite. It never quite was no. considered TGIF. Yeah, it was not TGIF. All right, <laughs> I, I won't. I won't take that kind of talk. Uh huh. Not around me. All right. So now, uh, if you want to pick up any of those DVDs, go to your local video store. Uh, Derek, does your does your place sell just regular DVDs or no? There's DVDs there, but I don't think you'd want any of them. <laughs> We accidentally found a copy of Mad Max Fury Road and put it out there and it left within like a day. So mm-hmm. nothing nothing good in the DVD bin. All right. So the the girl from Two Guys and a Girl uh, was on Monk for four years. Yeah, that's years. where I know her from. And, uh, was the, she the first assistant or the, the replacement? Second. The second. Okay. A- and uh, Richard, the other guy, he's just been in random TV. He hasn't had a really long stint anywhere. So. I had a feeling that he like went on to be in that How I Met Your Mother or something. No. He was in a couple episodes of uh, It's Always Sunny. Hmm. What's with these long titles? Two Girls and a Guy, It's Always Sunny, How I Met Your Mother. I don't know. Enough. <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah. That's why enough. I watch Castle. That's One why you watch Mom, right? One word TV shows. Or Moms? 
mom. Transparent. Well, come on. That's too long. That's just no a long pun. word. That's a long it's word. It's one word. It's too long. But it's one word. Word's too long. Ugh. Should have just called it parent. That's why I watched Honks. Sapair? <laughs> <sighs> what about Terriers? Or Huff. No, it was Studs. Hunks was like a TGIF version. I thought you were saying. Show. I thought you said Hung. No, no, I said Hunks. Oh, but okay. what I meant was Studs. <laughs> <laughs> is that a show? Is that a show about building houses? It was a show where a girl had to date three studs. Oh boy! And then talked about all three dates, and then she chose one. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't. Never mind. I, I shouldn't make that joke. Remember the early '90s had all those weird dating shows? Yep. Yeah, a whole bunch of them. Yep. I mean, those started they, like in the '70s. Are they still filming new episodes of Cheaters? No. no. Okay. No, and me. it was all fake. I heard. Uh, not all of them, because people got stabbed. <laughs> no, that was fake. I heard. Who knows? I mean, I know they cut themselves in wrestling. I didn't think it was going to be on Cheaters as well. <laughs> That's the new wrestling. Wow. I remember the good old days of watching G4, 2 in the morning, Cheaters came on. Yeah. That's where you want to go. watch KDOC at 2 in the morning, it, ha- it has stuff like Cheaters. Wow. Forensic Files. Well, yeah. That makes sense. Justice Files. <laughs> Justice Files? Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's a Dane Cook joke. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, that's it. That's all that came out. Yep. Uh, so we will be right back with our review of The Neon Demon. I see 20 or 30 girls come in here every day. From small towns. With big dreams. Some girls crack under the pressure. You, you're going to be great. What's it feel like to walk into a room? It's like in the middle of winter. You're the sun. everything. You know what my mother used to call me? Dangerous. <laughs> You're a dangerous girl. She was right. I am dangerous. The Neon Demon, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. My favorite director. Written by, is it really? No. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> written also by Nicholas Winding Refn uh, and, who are these other, Mary Laws and Polly Stenham. Yeah. No, uh, he's, he's got a 50% rate for me, so just like a good baseball player, he's batting a... Well, and which ones have you seen? Uh, I've seen Valhalla Rising, um, uh-huh. Only God Forgives... Neon Demon and Drive. Wa- Drive. Bronson. I've oh, se- I've seen I Bronson, have seen yeah. Bronson. So I, he's over. I think you've seen more from me. He's over more than me. He's over. I haven't seen Valhalla Rising. Yeah, then I have. Wow. Wow. Uh, and this film stars Elle Fanning. Uh, an appearance by Christina Hendricks. Q 
Keanu Reeves is there. Jenna Malone. Bella Heathcote. Do we all remember Bella Heathcote from the Johnny Depp vampire movie from a couple years back? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes, I thought she was like like the uh, she was, breakout of this. She's a, like a de-aged uh, Heather Graham in this film. Right. Do you not agree? No, I just watched uh, Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, I was right. Very, I was very um, disen- disenchanted with her inclusion in it because she doesn't really have anything to do. Yeah. Uh, she was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, okay. Then that's where you know her. Oh, I liked her in that, too. And she I was in In Time. No, I don't remember her in In Time. Uh, who was she in Time? Michelle was she Weiss? one of the daughters? I think she was one of the daughters. Or the mother or something? Oh, she was the mom. Yeah, because they're oh, all the same age. we're talking about Amanda Seyfried. Not the uh, Rachel McAdams. We're not talking about um, what's that? We're talking one about Bella Heathcote. Oh, we're talking about there's In, in Time, which is the Justin the Timberlake with, yeah, which AT, has yeah. time on his arm. Yeah, okay, then that I haven't seen. There's the other one about time. About time. About time. That's about time. Not where that where uh, General Hux goes time traveling. Yeah, so don't reduce him to that closet. <laughs> 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 don't reduce him to that. Wow, uh, I've seen his last five movies. That's blowing my mind. Oh, and the other girl, um, Abby Lee, was in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, was she, she was one of the. Was she the pregnant one? I think so. I think she was. No, that was Rosie Huntington. Oh, you're right. Which, well, she's credited as the Dag. I don't know. They're, oh see, my God. Oh, she yeah. she was the other taller one that wasn't pregnant. The, the the names in Mad Max Fury Road for me are like the names in Star Wars: The Force Awakens for you, Derek. They're just well, you said the Dag, and I just assumed you meant this movie. No, <laughs> for some reason. No, but, no. Her name in oh. this one is Sarah. Okay. Sarah, That's Gigi, a- Ruby, Jesse. Everyone here has normal names. No, I think the Mad Max names are cool. <laughs> but they're kind of like for me. I don't where nobody says anyone's name in that movie except for Max and. Uh, and Furiosa. Yeah, so at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, they all had names. Yeah, credited as <laughs> Stumpy Joe. It's yeah. like, okay, okay, I guess. sure. That yeah. would fit. Well, yeah, sure. The Mad Max world. Uh, I Skull, should be a Mad Skull, Max writer. Skull Flames is the uh, the guy with the guitar. He actually has a name. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he, it's the something. Yeah, it's the something. The Skull Flames. No, it's like the, the, the jerky boy. I don't know, the... Does he make calls to people? Does he make prank calls to people? That would be in your spoof movie that instead of playing the guitar, he's dangling there yelling at uh, <laughs> deli owners. Yeah. Uh, so this film, I'm going to read the IMDb description because I guess... I wish I had read the IMDb dis- description before going to see this movie because I had no idea where it was going. I thought you did the... Someone did the guest standing last week. Oh, wait. Isn't that oh, good, no, though? I, I, I did. enjoy... I didn't look it up what the movie was and I enjoy... I didn't even watch the trailer. Cold. I didn't. I didn't want to know anything. I watched the trailer by accident because it was just before a movie. Mm-hmm. All I knew was that at the premiere they served red popcorn. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of whoa. Neat. For was some it reason, flavored I or just it was red? Be a horror movie. I guess we can discuss whether it is or not. Uh-huh. Uh, so the description on IMDb for this film is: When aspiring model Jessie moves to Los Angeles, her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. Well, I guess I guess they said it right there. Shh. I guess there you go. Um, I didn't understand that until now. I mean, yeah, I didn't either. I feel like I read that before, and I read it and forgot it. I read that <laughs> and and thought a completely different thing, and then went in, and it kind of went that way, and then it went a whole different way. So we'll get into that in a discussion for sure. But I mean, where do we want to start? Do we want to start by talking about how like beautiful Nicholas Winding Refn can make a movie? Oh man, 
just the, something as soon as this film started uh, once I got over the fact that it was an Amazon Studios movie which I didn't know that all yeah, until, that was bizarre until to me. it went up on screen yeah is this your first one uh, no no we watched G-Rock. something else yeah we watched I watched G-Rock, G-Rock. I, I watched it oh okay I didn't yeah. know you did well, yeah. do you have a problem with uh, your movies being paid for by all the bedpans that people are buying on Amazon <laughs> no I just it's it's a strange new world I agree and they're opening big box stores what is their aim oh that's weird yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. Uh, who's this it? Is, is Bezos? Is he in charge of Amazon? Am I getting that right? Or did he? Is he in charge of something else? Jeff know. Bezos. I don't know. Okay, I know business things. Isn't that weird? Do we? Do Isn't we that weird to... inside your brain when hey, you know something you didn't think you knew? Do you want to start a business podcast? Because yeah. I'll do some research. No, I want to start a business <laughs> called podcasting. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, so yeah, this is after I got over the fact that it was an Amazon film, uh, and that they have a new logo. They do have a new logo. Uh, it it's just this movie is beautiful immediately. Oh man! And if we made a spoof movie about indie movies, one of the jokes should be having five or even maybe ten different production. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, at least at oh, least. God. I think I think about the first twenty minutes should just be all the production companies. Yeah. Well, no, it's you do production companies and you think the movie's starting for five minutes and then it's another production company. That's oh yeah, I if it just shows face logo, it okay. shows the first the first scene and then the production companies come back. Yeah. But no, it wasn't even a scene. It was part of a production company's and, logo. And you need to have... It's like that oh, one with the, the, like the a, tree that has the lightning. Like, yeah, there's always... Like a 15-minute production uh, company reel. Yeah. Uh, but in each of those, you need to have the initials of the director. Oh, I kind of love that, though. That I was super into because it was, he's like, he's it was like, so weird. You, my, my initials are Did everywhere. you notice that, Derek? The N- NWR? No. It was really? His initials were at the bottom of... Like the whole first five minutes of the film is so crazy. Yeah, all the, when no, all the I production companies that. were coming up, his initials were beneath them. Yeah, and especially I when the title was up, his initials were underneath it. Yeah, you having me on? <laughs> no, that's this is. No, real. I swear to God. See, the thing is, is Andrew and I just watched it today, so it's very fresh on our minds. Together? No. no. I don't know why not. We, yeah, we certainly we went sh- to the same theater. <laughs> we should have coordinated. Yeah, uh, it was the same building with different. At different, but like he was leaving and I was entering. We did that the other time. We did do that the other time. We've been doing that a lot recently where <laughs> I'll be leaving and he'll be walking in and we just won't know and then we'll talk before the it's podcast. It's like those Warner Brothers characters yeah. with the wolf and the sheepdog. Yeah, clocking in and clocking out, yeah. You know, we might be the same person and no one, <laughs> no one knows because we're never in the same room at the same time. Oh, boy. Except for right now. <laughs> uh, so this film, um, in, in the... The kind of looking at all of Nicholas Winding Refn's films, uh, this is more on the strange side than the normal. Like I think a lot of people saw Drive and went, yeah. "Oh man, this Drive, director!" And look, Drive is a very straightforward film. Yes, Dri- as someone like m- who I, I had no idea that I did this, I've seen his last five films. Drive is his most mainstream film th- that he's made mm-hmm. out of the last five. Um, Valhalla Rising was very visual, very contemplative. Like, you could fit the dialogue on, like, five, six pages. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a lot of talking. It's all visuals. And I feel like, I mean, he knows how... Like, his language is very, very, very visual. Having seen his movies, Mm -hmm. that's how he does his storytelling. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that just goes back to how beautiful the film is. It is gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah the if, whenever they did a like a like a very slow 
uh, like tracking shot of a room mm-hmm. or something. Oh man, that just blew me away. Yeah, but and the score too. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, I bought the soundtrack <laughs> when I got home after seeing the film. Yeah, I've, I'm gonna see if it's on Spotify for sure. Well, I mean, you don't need to. Yeah, I know. Uh, so it's, it's he he puts a lot of interesting pieces together, mm-hmm. and and yet uh, like I think I don't know how we'll agree on this, but story wise it's kind of it's very slow. Yes, and almost almost like negative story, mm-hmm. like it's like a weird a weird situation where things are happening and we're not quite sure what they're building towards mm-hmm. until we get to like, like a crescendo. Yeah. Do you like all the like the quiet space, the uh, Derek like the staring off into distance kind of stuff? I like the potential of it, mm-hmm. and then when I realize it's not going to go anywhere, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah it, it tries to back a whole lot of story in the last... Well, that, that's why I'm saying crescendo. Like, film, it's really, yeah. it, it, it reaches a peak, slow, and slow, then just goes slow. nuts. Yeah. Um, and it keeps going. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of um, imagery, and, and even, like, story imagery. Yeah. Uh, like things happen that are part of you think are part of the plot, but I think are more closely related to like thematic. Yeah, there's elements. a lot of symbology going on yeah. where you he'll he'll do stuff visually and have things in scenes that point to later stuff mm-hmm. that uh, talk about like he, there's there's a scene in the center of the film when she's walking a catwalk mm-hmm. that is literally oh, a God. visual representation of her personality changing through that experience. Yeah. And she was one type of person going in. She's a different type of person going out. We get mm-hmm. that in her performance before and after. Yeah. But we get a visual representation of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I man, dare I say it? Is that the the titular character itself? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like when you really come around it, you're like, wow, that's wow. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, what did what just experience? What did we just experience? Something crazy. Um. Yeah, like there's a, I mean, I, I really uh, want to grab onto this line that's said kind of early in the film uh, where um, it's Elle Fanny's character and sh- she's with someone else and she looks up at the moon and she says, you know, I always, like, wh- wh- what was it she said? She looked at the moon and she thought it was she, a giant eye. A giant round eye. Yeah. And she was like, I see you, moon. Can you see me? Can you see me? Like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. She'd fall asleep on the roof. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's, that's really something. There's something there. Yeah. Like, that's something meaty. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny for how much, like, isn't said in this film and how slow it is mm-hmm. and conversations. Uh, but but it feels like every line has layers of meaning in it. Mm-hmm. Because whenever a character is talking, they're not saying just trivial nothing. Like, yeah. the, the dialogue is important and, and is very descriptive of each of the characters, but also points to their motivations and how they interact with other people. And it's just... I don't know. There's, there's a lot of meaning in this film, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, I also think just again going back to visually, um, there's one uh, scene. I don't want to talk too much about it, but where the characters, it's part of a photo shoot, and they walk into a blank white space, mm-hmm. and so the entirety of a theater screen is filled with white space and a character in the center, mm-hmm. and that's that stark visual contrast. contrast like it's so insane. And that's like... Uh, and I've been in places... Places like that exist. Yeah. As someone who's done photography, all different types, like I've worked in, in galleries where they've done fashion shows mm-hmm. and those, they have rooms specifically like that for but that purpose. I also think... Uh, Nicholas but just the, Reffin, way, the way he frames but it. But he's, he's playing with this idea. Um, this, this is the thing that I'll never forget from doing like whatever little theater stuff. 
it's it's considered like bad luck for a stage production to have an empty stage, a scene with an empty with nothing on the stage. Mm-hmm. You always want to have at least one thing on the stage during a scene. Mm-hmm. And so here, like we have this very stark, just her with this white backdrop, mm-hmm. and it's almost like foreboding. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of you know scary in a way. Yeah, know. and especially because at a certain point in that scene, well, yeah, the, a, a switch gets hit and it goes all black. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So when they're all done with the big white backdrop, does it? Do they just roll it back up? Well, no. I mean, when you're in a room like that, the wall is slanted. Mm-hmm. It is like so in a in a normal studio, they'll have normal walls, and if they're doing portrait photography, they'll have a roller in the ceiling where they bring down the different color uh, walls, so that way you can take different background pictures, like Sears. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> But in a in a studio where they do actual runway shows and 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 large photography like what they were doing in this film, the walls have a slope and it's actually you could ride a skateboard up and down it because of the way it yeah. slopes and they just clean them off and paint them in between shows. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy being in a room because they're they're big they're like warehouse size it's it's kind of interesting they do a good job in this film in making it feel because the whole thing is you don't see a line in the corner mm-hmm. so yeah. it feels like it goes, feels like on, it goes forever. on forever and it's it's a really interesting That's visual probably trick. how they film that matrix scene right yeah yeah With the weapons <laughs> <laughs> uh also uh, so a lot of this film is kind of about uh the fashion industry yeah like modeling um and, and also it, humanity's view on beauty and how that well yeah it ties it ties into right. that but it's i mean we're seeing it through the lens of someone who's new to the fashion uh, modeling industry mm-hmm. who's who's learning all these things that maybe the general public doesn't know like say ever, tell everyone that you're 19 no matter what age you are yeah uh you know do do this do that you know this person's a big name all these kinds of mm-hmm. crazy ideas of what it is to be in that industry and i feel like um it doesn't pay too much it doesn't take too much time to explain any of that and that's kind of good considering like where the film goes because it's not really about that it's like you're saying jordan it's about the about humanity's ideas of beauty right society's ideas of beauty and and what they'll do to achieve them Mm -hmm. uh and i feel like it's also important because it's from her perspective Mm -hmm. and because of the visual style and the director's style of telling a story not telling us all the information is is way more important because we're kind of along the ride with her Mm -hmm. Because it is a whirlwind for her. Like, I think the film only takes place over, like, three or four days. Yeah, maybe, like, a week. If that. Yeah. Yeah. It's real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm thinking about... Um, I do want to talk about this scene. It's, it's a little later in the film. But it's um, when they finally... Uh, uh, her, her experience with that... Um, God, what is he? That designer guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to that little restaurant or whatever for a minute. Yeah. And she brings in Dean. I, I'm just kind of curious if you guys thought that that character and, or any of the other characters were like a weird critique of L.A. living. I know, Derek, you, you have a lot of L.A. experiences uh, uh-huh. with all the movie stuff that you go to. Like, did any of those characters feel like authentic, inauthentic, uh, like parodies of, of actual characters, or actual people? I don't know. Satire? Um, you kind of seen them all before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't say if they were more real or than real or not. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of cardboard. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if that um, fashion designer 
character was supposed to be based on someone real mm-hmm. uh, just because for my own fascination because I thought maybe he had the way that his glasses were very uh, particular it kind of reminded me of um, what's his name Tom Ford Tom Ford went into directing and so I thought maybe because that they have a scene there where that act that character says oh I used to act or I, I want to get into acting and he kind of does this dramatic monologue for a second uh, and I thought maybe Nicholas Winding Refn was taking a jab I'm not sure you know, I mean, we just went through that whole thing where, um, what's his name? The director of Sing Street said, I don't want to work with models anymore, yeah. referring to Keira Knightley, of an established oh. actress. And so I kind of wonder if maybe there is this big beef between the acting and modeling worlds because the directors don't think models can act or something. What if he said, I don't want to work with pirates anymore? <laughs> I think he'd be screwed then. Yeah, he would. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of found that fascinating on its own separate level. Because I knew, I mean, once you meet that character, you you kind of get what his gist is. Is he's like the tastemaker. He's deciding who stays and who goes. It's the same with that photographer character. Who he he kind of comes off as a creep, but that's just what his job is. Yeah. He, he's supposed to discern what people will like to see, and he makes it appealing in his photographs. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I mean, I I I want to wait till the discussion before I talk about those characters more in detail sure. because it. There's an interesting way in which in which the genders are reacting not only to the industry uh, but also to the main character, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a really important. In oh more, yeah, yeah, in more yeah. of the nitty gritty like stuff. So uh, I want to wait on that, but uh, I mean, I've I've met a few, um, uh, like the whole reason I know about the the rooms for the fashion shows is because uh, I used to be a DJ assistant and <laughs> I I helped DJs do music for the shows. And uh, because of that, I, I met a few of them and they were always nice and cordial, but I could, I could definitely see how this could be, you know, it, to me, while, while it is cardboard, it, you know, I feel like they're doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. The director is because it's more of like, well, we need, I, I mean, I, f- I feel like the photographer character is way more interesting mm-hmm. because of just how little he says and mm-hmm. his demeanor. <laughs> Whereas uh, the fashion designer is very one note. Yeah. But I feel like that's on purpose. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think what else uh, to say because I, I do want to get to the discussion segment. Do any, Anything else that you want to say in a general discussion, critique, uh, review, Derek? Um, I guess they would be specific. So they would be specific to the plot. So uh, okay. I guess they would be counted as spoilers. Okay. But did you, I mean, overall, did you like or not, not like the film, Derek? Um, it looked really nice and <laughs> it sounded pretty cool. Uh-huh. And shockingly, no one in the, I saw it in an AMC theater. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, nobody walked out. Wow. And they stayed through the entire credits. I mean, yeah, the credits are uh, again, uh, rather beautiful on their own. And, and sung by Sia. Oh really? Like, I didn't. I didn't realize. Yeah, she's like the summer person. It's the summer crooner because she sings "Unforgettable." Yeah, the cover of "Unforgettable" yeah. in uh, "Finding Dory." Oh, wow. yeah. And of course, she sang "California Dreamin'" in last year's um, "San Andreas." Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, for people who know more about the music industry, she's been she's been making music for fifteen years mm-hmm. plus. Like she's been writing for other people, and she just started doing her own music again. So, I mean, good for her. She's very talented, and, and that song at the end of the film is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out that 
the audience did stay throughout the entire thing, and I felt the movie was aggressively trying to get them to leave. <laughs> like, it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah, that last, like, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> We're going to get into that in the discussion. Yeah. Minutes. I just uh, remembered something, and I can't believe I forgot it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Final thoughts, Jordan? I mean, I think I pretty much agree with Derek. It's beautiful. Yeah. Sounds great. I it's, couldn't recommend it's, it. It's I would a, say it's, it's abrasive. I'll say it's abrasive. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, what, oh, wait, uh, what did you say, Derek? Clarify that? I think it's better than Only God Forgives, yes. but I not agree as that. good as Dragon. I, I, I agree. Oh, man. I, I staunchly hated. <laughs> That's the first film on record that I can say I did not like. That yeah, there, I didn't there like was, it like, that told me, and that was before I realized he did Valhalla. No, I saw Valhalla Rising after. I mm. saw Bronson before. Yeah. Didn't realize it was the same director. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and saw Drive before, didn't realize it was the same director. Mm-hmm. But out of all those films, like, he, he's obviously great at being a director, hated that film. Yeah. So I've got to say it's better than that. All right. Do you know what the first movie I didn't like that I wanted to see on, like, on my own uh, accord? What? It was uh, 1998's Anaconda. Oh. J-Lo was... and John Voight. Yeah. When, when did you watch it? I saw it in the theater. It might have been 97. Wow. But I remember being, that's the first thing I, I was, was disappointed by. Damn. That's they wild. delivered on the Anaconda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they went full Anaconda. That's for sure. One last spoilery thing. Or maybe it should be talked about the spoilers. Yeah, maybe I'll save, yeah, save it. We'll just, just, we'll just wait for discussion. Um, I would say that I mean, the funny thing is, is I was talking to uh, the person who made my pizza at Pizza Rev, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and I was telling her, you know, the director knows his chops. He knows what he's doing. If you want to see a good film by him, go watch Drive. Valhalla mm-hmm. uh, Rising is actually really interesting if you like Mads Mikkelsen, because he's the main character in that, mm-hmm. or the actor who plays the main character. Bronson's really interesting, but, I mean, just these last two, Only God Forgives... Avoid that at all costs. Um, this is really interesting. If you like visual storytelling, if you like the use of colors and, and framing, like, and if you, if you really like film, like if you want to be a filmmaker or, or you want to critique film, I feel like it's, it's kind of a must-watch in that case. But if you're just going to see a movie to enjoy yourself... Go watch something else. Go watch Finding Dory. <laughs> Deal with all Whoa. the little kids screaming. Um, uh, but... Uh, the thing about the person you talk to at Pizza Rev, you know they're going to go to a red box and watch the Shark Exorcist movie instead. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I didn't know that was coming out, but they definitely should. Uh, no, I told them to go watch Valhalla Rising because that's on Netflix. Weren't they trying? I mean, Shark Exorcist is only coming out because it's Shark Week right now, isn't it? Is it Shark Week? I don't know when Shark Is it that Week time is. of the year again? I mean, I know it's a national holiday, yeah. but... Uh, but, okay, wrapping up the uh, the Neon Demon... Yeah, I um, I think I like Only God Forgives more, but I, maybe that's just because of Ryan Gosling. I think that's why. I really I think, think that that's why. Has to be the only reason why. I mean, I liked Ryan Gosling, but I hated. Oh man, mm-hmm. literally everything about Only God Forgives is great except for what happens in it. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, some the beginning some beginning parts of this film, uh, the Neon Demon, were a little slow for me, uh, but I mean, I'm. I don't know. It's like a really, it's a really conflicting thing. It's, it's beautiful, but abrasive. Like yeah. it really, yeah. Like Derek, you were saying, like 
it was daring people to go. It was it was really trying it's to. Like we're gonna turn it up here at the end. Yeah. Let's see how strong you are. It was me and two other dudes in there, mm-hmm. and one guy sat all the way at the top. I set two rows down in the middle, mm-hmm. the same thing, and the guy set two rows down in the middle, and it was just us three watching the movie together. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was alone, sat myself in the middle, and uh, kind of a middle aged lady sat to the front left, and I think a few other people sat like way in the back, <laughs> and that was about it. It was about five people in that theater. Yeah. And it was one of the bigger ones. Like, it was it was uh, at that AMC Marina Pacifica. You know how they had the bigger and the smaller oh, ones? Oh, yeah. It was one of the bigger ones. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, good for me, <laughs> but they're losing money. Yeah, I saw it at Long Beach Town Center. <laughs> they had it there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it in a theater near Pasadena when we saw that motel. We all knew, we all knew that motel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must have been fun, seeing seeing things like that. The best thing is seeing movies in Burbank, and then they mention Burbank. Somebody usually goes, "Woo!" That's 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 so funny to me. It just feels like whoever wrote the movie is like, "All right, we want to m- mention that we're in LA, but we don't want to say LA. All right, Burbank. let's just do Burbank." Mm-hmm. I saw. Burbank. I forget. I think it's called The Call. It's the Halle Berry. Oh yes, emergency response lady. Oh movie yeah, in the AMC Burbank Mall, and then she gets uh, uh, kidnapped from the Burbank Mall, and we're all oh, like, "Oh shit!" What? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Wow. Those are the best. I like I always I don't know what to do how to measure this, but I love when the theater I am seeing the movie in is in the movie I am seeing oh, in yeah. the theater. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. Happens a few times in LA. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the good things about living there. All right, so that's what we thought of the Neon Demon. Uh, if you stick around to the end of the show, you will get our discussion section. Hello, Bendu fans. If you're listening to the show that has the sad, you like the network. So I'm here to say, maybe consider checking out Popsicles, a show where a guy mainly doesn't say anything for a while, and then get people get mad at him because he hasn't seen the same things they've seen. Benson's just being being hard that's, on that's, himself. <laughs> that's what the show seems like to me. All right, well, you can listen to Popsicles. <laughs> it's got Derek and me, Brendan Creasy, and Benson. He's a big part of the show. Don't let him undersell it. <laughs> You can listen to it on the Benview Network website, benviewnetwork.com, or go to popsiclespodcast.com, or wherever you find podcasts. If you like Radio Brendo Man, or the late but great Picture Start, or Benson Boombox, this show's got all three of those on. Listen to me get browbeaten by, by these two <laughs> for 90 minutes every every few months. All right, let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters this weekend. Uh, in new releases, we have the BFG. So they made a movie about the or gun the from... Oh, the Bafig. Okay, <laughs> the... see, I, I thought it was a movie about the gun from Doom. I thought they just misspelled the big. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's then, the wrong letter. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Purge election year. Which might be happening in this country. Uh, keep, keep America great is one of the taglines, I believe. Cool. That's not a joke. I honestly, I think it is. Um, the Legend of Tarzan, uh, our kind of traitor, and in limited release, The Innocence. Uh, before we get to guess the ending, uh, let's give out some thanks. Uh, first of all, to Sophomore Makeout, which is the song done by Silent Partner, uh, which we got from the YouTube audio audio library. If you go to YouTube.com/audiolibrary. You'll find that and more fun little tunes and noises to use in your creative endeavors. Uh, if you like our logo, that was done by Justin Kizan. He's an artist and a writer, 
And you can find his writings at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun little uh, news and opinion website. Uh, also, uh, Justin does a video a day uh, on Instagram, and he sometimes, I think he cross-posts onto Facebook. Yeah, he does. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. We were in the one from last week when he was a guest on the show. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, it's kind of it's neat. He has a little fun with that. Oh, just a little update for hmm. the show. If anybody else uh, saw Justin's video, I have since then listened to all of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I did it uh, first disc and then second disc mm-hmm. uh, over two sittings, and uh, man, that's real good. <laughs> that's uh, real, real good. Yeah. Uh, and then if you like uh, podcasts, you should also check out Pick Your Path. That's a choose your own adventure enhanced podcast. Uh, written by myself, Matt Benson, and David King, uh, where we... I ran into David King recently. Oh, really? Where at? At my store. They came to the store. Oh, him and, uh, oh that's cool. His girlfriend. You've, you've met them before, at least once. I know, but I just, I'm just saying that I saw them out in the open. Oh, okay. Wow, they exist? Out in the wild. Outside? <laughs> uh, that's neat. Uh, so yeah, go to benvnetwork.com slash PYP to check that out. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about OptiGab.org, uh, his website, where you can read all of his uh, writings on TV shows and whatnot. And uh, go there to check out his short stories, which are also available on Amazon and Smashwords. Can I, can I uh, plug one of his recent articles? Sure. He wrote about the sudden cancellation of Penny Dreadful. And oh. we, we commiserated on Twitter about that and uh, why that show was great and uh, how crazy it was that it just got canceled out of nowhere. Mm. Um, so you should definitely check out that I read it. It was really good. Uh, Derek, what do you uh, do on the internet? Uh, sometimes I tweet at Derek Armijo mm-hmm. on Twitter. Nice. The end. Derek, do you want to know something really cute? What's up? When he did that, when he asked you that question, he looked at the computer where we're Skyping you from. I look, I mean, I, it's my focal he's, point for, he's looking right at it as he's talking <laughs> to you. That's, it just helps. It's so cute. It's my virtual avatar twitching and smiling. No, it's not even there. They have an ad on top of it. Yeah, they put an ad. Wow. Right on top of it. That sucks. Uh, You don't want to talk about popsicles? Oh, that's a podcast. (laughs) Coming soon, new episodes. Nice. Starring Matt Benson of the Ben View Network. What about Picture Start? Is that still around? It's kind of in the phantom zone right now. Uh It's waiting for an earthquake or a nuclear missile to slam it out. Were you recently on a Radio Brenda Man? I was. Because Phil took his 70th vacation this year? Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there was some static. There was some negative feedback. Oh, between Phil and uh, Brendo? Uh, apparently a lot of the Brendo Man listeners did not care for what I had to say. Oh. About Phil. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, I mean that you you tried to do um, was it the last time you I were honestly on? don't even remember what I said. No, but the last time you were on Nerds I View, you tried to make it the capper to your three three appearances on various podcasts of like carrying beef over from one podcast to the next. I can only apologize for wanting to make uh, the Ben View listeners uh, experience theatrical and entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 reward them for listening to multiple podcasts. Yeah, I want them to through. jump over the next. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody else coming up with crossovers. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough. We do need to host a <laughs> CW crossover event. Oh, wait, what? Oh, okay. Like you know, CW has Green Arrow. Well, every once and, in a while, I'll 
pop in somewhere. I'm I mean, Derek's here. And... He's normally on popsicles. Well, do you want to? Should I? Should I break some news on the show right now? Oh, whoa, what? I'll be on Trent Talk this week. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you did it. Yep, you got there. So uh, we'll be recording tomorrow, and it should go out this week. You love that Trent Reznor. Yeah, we'll be talking about uh, with teeth. <laughs> Which is a fun album. That's exciting. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple of weeks back, um, uh, Jesse was on there. He's the co-host of Extra Damage. Nice. Um, Derek, do you know about Trent Talk? I do now. <laughs> you do now. Yeah, it's a Trent Reznor podcast put on um, by Shy and Claire, who are, in fact, uh, Benson's physical roommates at this moment in time. Uh, <laughs> and Benson has nothing to do with it? No, he does not. Because he, I mean, he wants, he's going to be on whenever they do the Social Network soundtrack because... <laughs> <laughs> he loves the social network. That's, that's interesting that's, that's, to know that's that a real good different soundtrack. rooms of that place, given, <laughs> given different Benview product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be on the Trent Reznor one. Uh, they're developing some other new thing. Uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but that'll be coming soon. Yeah, uh, to a podcast app near you. Yeah. Do you both have to approve new shows? Yeah, generally. Okay. I feel like the, the Godfathers. Of, I, I mean, of Benview. Uh. I mean, you've asked about this a lot, Derek, because there's, there's only been like one show that we've denied. Right. That was my next question. Yeah. What was it? It was something about it wasn't like... wasn't uh, WTF, was it? Yeah, we, we, we told Marin just to shove it. It was one big blunder, I yeah. feel. Um, the one bad No, it was, some, it was a podcast about like cartoons or something. And, uh, What's wrong with that? I don't know. It was so, their, their form, uh, we weren't super into. It was very similar to some other stuff that was... Uh, going on on the network. I don't Are they know. friends of yours? No, we we never knew them. They reached out to, or they, I can't remember if I reached out to them or they reached out to us. They must have reached out to us. Uh, I hope but, that uh, Benview rejection letter doesn't come back to <laughs> haunt you. No, I've no, I don't know what they're doing now. I don't think they're doing anything. I don't know. No, no beef on them. Just you know. Well, once you try <laughs> Benview, and you can't get in, and what's the point? Yeah, I know. just quit. No, we reached out to other people and they've they've denied us. I mean, that's that happens too. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think generally we. I mean, if you already have you a show, you guys do a state of the Benview network, like maybe every month or I maybe would, a couple months. I would months love to. Don't about even the behind me. the scenes action of the Benview. I would network. love to talk all about. Mm-hmm. And, and the show could just be about what's going on with the network and mm-hmm. and the rigors of running a network and what that entails and the feuds. Don't even tempt me. Yeah, uh, but. But yeah, we'll. Uh, it's generally if you already have a show on the network, we'll give you another show. We'll yeah. just let you have a hundred shows if you want. Well, because you already know that we're, pot- that we have the ability of mm. making content. Yeah, like I mean, that's Chris, that's the worst thing, right? Is to have a show and yeah, never do anything. Never with do it? anything with it. But Chris Chris Gutierrez started that uh, Van Dammit with uh, one of his friends. Uh, they're watching all Van Damme movies. Nice. Did you know about that one? Derek? I did know about that one. I think I looked at the Benview page recently to mm-hmm. see where the bios would go, and it, of course it was difficult, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, I've but, been, uh, <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, renovating the whole website because I recently looked at it myself, and I went, I don't even know what to click on. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, yeah, I, there's a lot going on. I need to change some things. Yep. You should have a maybe a month where you and Benson go on every show. Oh yeah. And I want the, the logo to be like you in cloaks, like you're a Watu. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. That would be, that's good. I should find a month for that. Some, some sort of event that pulls them all together. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of thing. It's yeah. hot now. Benson oh. keeps, uh, he keeps popping up on other shows that aren't even on our network. Yeah. What the hell is that all about? He keeps going on um, uh, super, super fights. I don't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that I don't remember what they're called. 
Got to pull uh, out that non-compete. Was clause. that a movie one? No, it's um, it's a really cool concept where the two hosts, um, every uh, episode is they bring on a special guest, like final. They call him like a final boss, mm-hmm. uh, and it's every episode is about a different topic. And one of the ones that Benson, I think it's his first one that he did with them. It was all about James Bond, mm. and so they had to memorize, like they had to go through and watch James Bond films and memorize lines and actors and all kinds of things because he could quiz them on anything. Yeah. And so they like, and their one of their segments is like a, a debate segment, wow. where they only get like two minutes each to debate on you know like which Bond is the best or whatever the category. The next one that he's doing is. Um, the Star Trek the original series. Ooh. He's going to do that with them. Nice, nice. Uh, we'll we'll find a way to link that on the website. I'm still working on that kind of stuff too. Okay. It's all about linking. It's all about making connections. It's all about uh, meeting new friends, yep. having fun, and going to BenviewNetwork.com to check out all the other great shows on the Benview Network, uh, like all the ones that we talked about before, and Comic Nerds Unite, Star Wars Nerds Unite, uh, you know, Midnight Marinara, uh, The Artistry, Go check them all out, the ben, uh, BenVNetwork.com on the BenV Network. Uh, and our personal website is nevpodcast.com. Uh, email us, nevpodcast at gmail.com. You took twi- my email name for my Nev Campbell podcast? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I thought you would say that's for your Nev Schulman podcast about the <laughs> his work on uh, Catfish, the, the series. Um, it was both Nev. It was Nev the Nev podcast. Yeah, all Nevs. All, all Nevs. Are included. All nevs all the time. Uh huh. And my personal Twitter is at Podcaster Andrew. I'm at True Valk. And Derek already said yours. Yeah. And How come you're not same cool anymore? Uh, I mean, branding. Right. It's all about branding. About that branding, son. Mm hmm. Uh, and, oh, I, now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Ba-doo. Am I up first? Yep. Man. Yep. Happens happens too often. Well, it's because you leave the first one, which no one ever wants to do. It's true. All right, I'm going to guess the ending for The Purge election year. Actually, Direct- I'll pull an, I'll pull an audible and I want to do the BFG. Okay, do it. Should I go first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the big fucking giant <laughs> is about a titular big fucking giant who goes to an orphanage and just pulls out like a handful of kids out of the window. Buys them in bulk? Yeah, and uh, most of them were dead on impact. Jeez. But the one that was <laughs> hidden like within the, within the, the, the ball of his, of his fist, he uh, gets a friendship with her. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they're even bigger fucking giants. Yeah. Whoa. Where he comes from. So he decides to impress them by cooking her and chopping her up in a stew, like the trailer shows, mm-hmm. uh-huh. him chopping vegetables. And then he brings the stew to them. She's dead, by the way. She's dead. And uh, he brings the stew to the other giants, played by you know, various comedians in mo-capture suits. And they enjoy it. And he can't make more because she's dead. And uh, they kind of all just shrug and uh, realize this is more of a one-off thing <laughs> instead of him, you know, joining their giant clan. Uh-huh. 
And they go their separate ways. Wow. And that's the end. Wow. Uh, I didn't know. I mean, maybe something happened in Spielberg's life that uh, made him make a movie like this, but definitely not a change, fan of giants. Change of pace. <laughs> not a fan of giants. Yeah. No. This all takes place during World War II, by the way. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Wow. It's a metaphor for the wow. bombings that are happening. Wham. Got it. And the giants are aliens. Oh, what? okay. Then it's a double metaphor what? for when the War of the Worlds was broadcast. Jeez. And the Flintstones show up. <laughs> they still have the rights. Whoa. All right, I'm going to take on The Purge Electioneer, directed by the mastermind behind The Purge series, James DeMonaco, starring Elizabeth Mitchell, Frank Grillo, Mikkel T. Williamson, Kimberly Howe. Two years after Bubba. choosing... Hmm? Bubba from Bubba, uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Uh, two years after choosing not to kill the man who killed his son, former police sergeant Barnes has become head of security for Senator Charlene Roan, the front runner in the next presidential election due to her vow to eliminate the purge. So, uh, there's of course the government's evil. Uh, the purge has been always a front uh, to get rid of those that the government doesn't like, uh, including, you know, like homeless people and, you know, people of lower class. Uh, it's all, it's all a sham. Uh, and they've got to do something about that senator. That's how he says it in the... He says it like that in the trailer, and it weirds me out every time. Okay. That's Senator. Uh, and she does um, get out, and uh, it is... The police sergeant guy, he was he was uh, one of the main characters in The Second Purge. So he's, he's, he's bumped up now to, like, second... Uh, like, first lead, almost, because he's uh, he survived a purge. But then, when they get to the end of this purge night, uh, they've gathered a, a ragtag crew... Uh, they've wandered through the streets. They've, uh, it's, 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 the streets are also now purging. Purging is become kind of, uh, like a, a way for people to show off their theatrical side. Uh, after doing it a couple of years, they go, Oh, I mean, we're not just going to kill you. We're going to, you know, set up a, a, a scare zone and, uh, put a bunch of actors in it. And then only some of them are going to kill you. Others are just going to lay there. Uh, and it becomes, you know, pur- the purge is basically like Knott's, Knott's Scary Farm X. It's like, a, you know, a deadly version of Knott's Scary Farm. And um, they make it to the end of the night, but then they get captured. Uh, and in kind of a, like a suicidal win, the, uh, the police guy, he sacrifices himself to save the senator. And then the, the bells ring, purge is over, senator survived. And she goes on to get elected, hopefully. But then... Does she stop the purge? But then here's the thing. She does stop the purge. But then on the eve of the next purge night, it's like this is a cliffhanger. This is like a to be continued. There's an emergency sanction that goes through that allows the purge for one more time. One more purge. Wow. And she can't stop it. But she's okay because if none of you remember... Uh, part of the purge crawl that that scrolls up the screen every time that a purge night happens to remind people of what's going on, that all crime, including murder, is legal. They have to say it like that every time. Uh, is that uh, government officials level seven or higher are immune to the purge. So she's safe. But the purge still happens and she can't stop it. Wow. She can't stop it. You can't stop the purge. Once it started, that's it's it. It's purging time. Wow. Purge, purge, purge. That's I got the urgent <laughs> got for some purging. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Jordan? Oh, it's my turn. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, uh, our kind of traitor, directed by Susanna White, starring Ewan McGregor, Stellan Skarsgård, Damian Lewis, and Naomi Harris. A couple find themselves lured into a Russian oligarch's plan to defect. To defect are soon. P- what? Is this a messed up sentence? Or <laughs> I copy did I just and paste read it. it wrong? I copy and paste. Am I reading it wrong? A couple find themselves lured into a Russian oligarch's plans to defect are sm- soon positioned between. I don't know. I'm, maybe I, I think they dropped a word. I think it's I a think, couple who I find think themselves. A couple, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. A couple who find themselves lured into a Russian oligarch's plan to defect are soon positioned between the Russian mafia and the British Secret Service, neither of whom they can trust. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on, IMDb. Uh, so. Uh, this is uh, a hard comedy. Uh, everyone's kind of a satirical parody of 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 like uh, what if uh, Stalin like it's actually set back during when Stalin mm. was in reign, and it's about like if he got like five years into his uh, his uh, you know his power and he went oh crap uh, I didn't mean for it to get this bad. Uh, I want to just kind of bow out and leave this country and and work for the other side to try and right the wrongs that I've done with this country. And uh, he tries to use Ewan McGregor and and uh, and um, his uh, lady friend to you know get out. But the Secret Service don't believe uh, this Stalin satire about you know him wanting to leave and think this is all plan and the Russian mafia are the people trying to bring him back because they realize that if this Stalinist character gets out and tries to change the way Russia works, that the mafia won't be able to run things anymore. So they're trying to keep him in and try and make them him his puppet, uh, the puppet of the mafia. And uh, it's basically like a throwback to, you know, those older comedies where there's a lot of slapstick humor. Uh, there's like a... Uh, 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 what's it called? Home Alone in New York scene where uh, the mafia is trying to get in and the couple don't know really how to defend themselves, but they watched Home Alone, so they set up all these traps and they stop the mafia from getting in. Um, and they, they have to extricate the the leader themselves because the British Secret Service won't help them. And uh, they eventually get out. And instead, uh, no one believes him. Like at the end of the day, he wants to make his country better, but no one will believe him. So it just ends with like them being neighbors in the Alps and like living on this like a little goat farm up in the hills and and them being neighbors because they over the course of the entire movie they they end up all being very chummy and liking each other and and you know they have this little farmstead now and it's nice. It's nice. Well, that took a turn. Yeah. Skarsgård at the box office this weekend. Yeah. Watching Punch. <laughs> yeah, that whole family. All right, so now we can end the guessing. And with that, bring a close to the episode proper. Uh, Remember that if you stay past the uh, little music, you'll get to our discussion section where we get into all of the nitty-gritty details and all of the theories that we have and all of the craziness that happens uh, at the end of this film. We had a lot to say. Uh, And and that's that's about it for episode 282 of Nerds Eye View. Thank you very much, Derek, for being with us here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so until next uh, week, which I believe next week, uh, being 4th of July, uh, we're going to get on with our bad selves and have fun uh, like America thought we should. Yeah. 
uh, every year. You're not going to review that, uh, that Trader movie? Which one? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I like Ewan McGregor, but we also missed the movie where he was Jesus, so. Yeah. And Satan. So two weeks till the next Nerd's Eye View? <laughs> no, was, next week Jesus we will have... Oh yeah! Next week we will have uh, a little bonus episode where we've uh, will compile some of our thoughts on various other films that have come out. Yeah, and we're breaking uh, format recently. a little bit. It'll be uh, it'll be a fun little bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So come back next week for that. Uh, lots of cool movie opinions will be there. Uh, but until then, this has been episode two eighty two of Nerds Have You. I'm Andrew. Derek. I'm I'm Derek. I'm Jordan. Remember, listeners, if a suited dude comes up to you and says, take off your clothes, know all of it, don't worry. He's just going to put gold paint all over you. What I want to... BFG. Yeah, I don't... Which, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. Uh, I I'll give you that much. I think it looks super dope. Well, because I want to be able to just—I want to go to the theater and say, "Give me a ticket for that big fucking giant." I just got a problem because all the giants look like plastic. Oh yeah, they look like they look characters. look yeah. horrible. Yeah, if it's you it's have the motion capture and technology to make li- li- lifelike characters, mm-hmm. make them lifelike. No, it's like a don't make them look like giant it. plastic people. It's a cartoon. Don't worry about it. Fuck. All right, let's get that discussion going with all the crazy things that happened in this movie. Let's start with the character stuff. Jordan, you said you wanted to talk about the way that like male and female characters interacted differently with the, the main character and her. Uh, I, I think it's accurate to describe like, she had some kind of like insane beauty power, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was this weird... I mean, one of the characters brings it up. Uh, like, what is it... What is it how does it feel to to be uh, the person who walks into the room and it's like the, the sun blazing over a cold and dead winter mm-hmm. or something? She says something along those lines mm-hmm. of, of that's her effect on people. Mm-hmm. And well, that's I right before everything got fucking crazy, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. beginning of crazy. Yeah, That scene was the beginning of crazy because yeah. she walks into a room where the lady was so mad, the other model, that she destroyed a mirror, yeah. and then she falls over because she's so angry. She goes like she's going to attack her, and she falls down on a piece of glass. Yeah, and it's in her hand, and the yeah. woman tries to bite it, suck it out she of her st- hand. I mean, she starts sucking her blood, dr- yeah. drinking the blood off of her hand. Yeah, now that's where I went. Is this a movie about vampires? I thought. I is thought this? going in, I thought th- this is going to be vampires. That's because my guess the ending was vampires. Well, it was even before that, I thought. Oh, uh, okay. Just because the ne- neon demon and then the poster that I saw with her covered in blood, which yeah. was, turned out to be the first photo shoot in right, the film. Right, 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 right. But I thought he was just playing with that idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's and, and eternal beauty, like that's a whole idea. Yeah, and true beauty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's brought up by the fashion designer later yeah. of... of uh, you know when something's aesthetic and you know when something's real mm-hmm. and true. Yeah. And that's why she's always going to be better than everybody else. Yeah. But I thought it was really interesting the way the different genders interacted, not only with the women in the film, but with her character in particular. Because mm-hmm. the film does a really good job at making you fearful for her. Mm-hmm. Of She's in all of these situations and she's innocent mm-hmm. and she's she seems to be fragile and she seems to be vulnerable. And... There's all these men in her life who could be attackers, who could be predatory, yeah. 
and she gets it from the manager at, at where she's staying in the hotel, which is Keanu Reeves. Mm. She gets it from the f- photographer from the very beginning of the film. You're saying Dean. that feeling or, or the I actual... Mean, the whole film does that. Okay. Makes you feel that way because Keanu's kind of a dick. So I'm pretty sure that, that the one the weird knife scene was a dream, right? Yes. Okay. That wasn't real. But he's still... He's still... He's still maybe... He's still... When, and, when, and still in that other room. He He's probably the one who goes into that other room, right? The film never denotes that. You don't yeah. know if it's him or Dean. It never or comments any, or on who that. or who it is. It could be anybody. It could have been his buddy. Yeah, Ma- Mikey or something. Yeah, it could have been anybody. Yeah. And then at the very beginning of the film, you have the face of her photographer friend, very predatory, looking at her mm-hmm. when she's covered in blood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very predatory. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when the photographer, the 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 Dave, Dave Mike? or Jack, whatever, Jack, Jack, mm-hmm. when he's that whole scene is very. You know, stripping her down yeah. and and everyone and making her vulnerable yeah, and and the other her friend the makeup the makeup girl uh, says Ruby. Ruby says you know maybe you shouldn't be alone with him mm-hmm. you know we're we're always made the film is telling us she needs to be afraid of men mm-hmm. but all of those men except for the scene at the hotel mm-hmm. except for the scene at motel all of the men are entranced by her beauty but don't sexualize her. Yeah. Like they treat her as an object, mm-hmm. not as a woman that they could destroy or rape or hurt. They see her as this object of true beauty to be admired. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the film, it's not men that she needs to be afraid of. It's the women. In well, her. yeah. It's the women that she sees as her friends. She And, and it's kind of interesting she, if you look at the the way the film is structured. Uh, you can see when uh, when each of them turn on her. Yeah. The 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 first one who turns on her is the uh, one uh, Be- what's her name Bella Heathcote is the actress she yeah. the one who gets all the plastic surgery mm-hmm. she turns on her right away yeah and then the second one turns on her when she gets the modeling job over her that's where she breaks that mirror and that that whole that all happens yeah, and then yeah. her Ruby doesn't turn on her until she doesn't she's denied she denies her sexual advances yeah which is that was that was already insane enough yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I could tell they they do a good job foreshadowing because in the very first scene, she's looking at her a certain way no, and she's cleaning I, the blood off. I of thought her. it would go uh, that way, but I didn't think it would go as far as it did. Yeah, where she, she very tries rarely to rape her. in a film do you see like woman on woman rape violence. Yeah, that's that's crazy. This film is nuts. Like Derek, are you are you still there? Are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. I, I'm like this film when it started ramping up all this insanity I was like I can't even believe what I want I mean and then Ruby uh, you see that she works at a, a mortuary or, she or whatever you call it she does makeup on on, uh, on the deceased before they go in the casket uh, and I, I and that whole scene is Fuck. nuts where she takes out her frustration on that corpse like it's yeah. it's insane yeah, that was that was hard to watch. And then and that and and Nicholas Winding Refn as I don't know if it's meant to be uh, like truth or or visually interesting. He pairs that. We cut between seeing that and seeing um, um, what's her name in the film the the new girl Jesse. Yeah, we see Jesse kind of self-actualizing her sexual awakening. Yeah, but, like but probably whether or not that's real imagining. or whether or not that's what. And yeah, it's hard Ruby's to know imagining. the difference because she's wearing the robe that she would have no idea that she's wearing mm-hmm. because she goes in another room to grab that robe. So how would she, but know it's almost she like she on? laid it out for her. Like yeah. there's, there's like 10 minutes where I she know. wanders through the house trying on clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a, here's a crazy thought that I had. Do you think, um, Jesse killed her parents? Yes. 
Yeah? yeah. First, did you already have that thought before I said it, or uh-huh. or do you, oh, yeah. you just immediately agreed because you were like, yes, that makes so much no, sense? No, uh, I got that the moment she said they were gone. And I got she that. She never talked about that. Like the fact that she didn't want to talk about them. No, I got it when she was on the for sure, one hundred percent. When she was on the diving board, saying she was like, "I've always known this about." Oh myself. yeah, that confirmed it. That when moment, her mom for me says, like, "You're oh, dangerous." Shit. My mother always told me I I'm was dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she she did to her parents what these these crazy ladies did are doing to her, like taking her beauty. I don't know. It's something something insane there. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, like the ramping up of this, the end of this film. Uh, and then when she dies, like, did you believe it? Did either of you believe that? I thought she was going to. I mean, I didn't know how supernatural the film was going to get true so i didn't know if she was going to come back as mm-hmm. like this beauty Spiritual beauty, beauty thing, demon yeah. uh-huh. you know like the the physical manifestation, the physical manifestation of, of the neon demon of, sure. of like lust uh-huh. like if she was going to be some incarnate sin or something like that um that was going to come back and and take her revenge on these women but man uh it was it was shocking mm-hmm. to have the main character killed mm-hmm. like that Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as it showed her in the pool, I was like, she's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they, I mean, it's right there in the description, but you don't think it's that literal. They consume her. Literally. Consume and, and presumably bathe in her blood. That's yeah. A, what, That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, to to gain her beauty, which is which is such a crazy thing. That goes all the way back to, um, what is it, uh, uh, Snow White. Mm-hmm. In some of the original Snow White yep. fairy tales, the, the evil queen wants to eat the heart of Snow White and to consume her beauty. And her and her youth. Yeah, because she she you know, it's Mirror Mirror on the Wall who's the fairest of them all and mm-hmm. it's Snow White, so to consume her fairness she's gonna eat her heart. And that's a very, very old myth. Absorbing oh, yeah. your enemy to gain their power mm-hmm. is a very, very old myth. Mm-hmm. And to have that scene followed up with her praying to the moon Oh God! Yeah, and then the moon, the, and the moon being the eye that watches, and that's yes. she always wanted to be seen, and she's finally seen by you know by the eye, the yep. moon. It's and and did it work? Because the woman who was giving up on being a model mm-hmm. gets seen by Jack mm-hmm. in that scene and called over, and the other yeah. woman's fired. Well, and so then did it did it work? Did her power? Did her did her, her power s- transfer? Yeah, did her power transfer uh-huh. to one of them? I think it did. But then, Fuck, but then Derek, that other Derek, one just couldn't handle it. Derek, talk. Derek, say something. <laughs> Clearly, you two uh, understood a lot more than I did about what was going on. Oh man! Or at least it formed uh, stronger opinions. It was just a wild ride. I just I grabbed onto everything I could. Well, I'll start with this. Can you guess the point in which I fell asleep? Yeah. Let me. Uh, hmm. 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 Ah. Was it at some point around when uh, uh, Jesse goes back to her hotel and the boyfriend photographer is sitting on the stairs and she says, what are you doing here? Do you remember that? No. All right. So it must have been right <laughs> before that. Do you remember the, the diner? Like the, not, it wasn't a diner. It was like kind of a weird restaurant that the, the designer, the fashion designer was yeah, he at. brought it up. Or you asked I him about I thought I brought it, it up. Or you did. Because that, that scene's right after that. The, where she no, goes, I don't remember that either. She goes I think back you to got her, it. <laughs> it was right after. Because that's a weird. So that, that's after her transformation. What, what's it right after, Derek? Right after the designer picked her. Did oh. you did you see her transformation? I don't think so. Oh, you didn't see her walk down the catwalk. 
No. Oh, oh my God. My that scene goodness. is nuts. That scene is crazy. <laughs> because it's all dark. It's completely dark. I woke up around the time where, uh, what's her name, was on top of her in the bed. Oh. What, what am I missing? Oh, you missed a bunch. You missed a bunch. Oh. You missed so the, wow. the weird peak. Okay, so she goes on the catwalk, which the visuals of that, it's, it's a completely dark. And All right, the, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you remember her dream from earlier where she falls down and has, like, visions? No. She, the weird triangle vision. Because she cuts her hand and she passes out when uh, Dean brings her flowers. Right. And when she hits the ground, it shows three visions. Okay. One is a, one is a series of triangles. One is a big red triangle. Mm-hmm. More like, the, a di- like a big, uh, red, a big diamond. red diamond. And then there's one other one. Do you I remember those? I don't remember what the other one is. I don't remember what the other one is either. That, I thought no. there was only two visions. All right, so those visions end up coming true in the catwalk scene. Yeah, and she, she walks down the catwalk, and the, the, like the red diamond is what she walks out of. And then we just see her face, and it's like a bright light, and she's reacting to seeing these three upside-down neon triangles, which are the neon demon. And it's it's kind of like when she looks into that, she sees herself and it changes from like a blue to a red. Yeah. So she walks up to this big like Triforce looking triangle. Yeah. Upside down Triforce. Upside down Triforce. And it's this big blue monolith thing in front of her at the end of the catwalk. And then all of a sudden she's reflected in each of those three triangles. Mm-hmm. And it's like this mirrored thing where when she looks left or right, there's a mirror, another mirror looking down at her, another image of her. And it turns red, and then she kisses each mirror. Yeah. And then, and then she turns and then around it sh- and leaves. And then it shows the triangle again. Instead of being blue, it's now red. Uh-huh. And everything around her is red. And her personality, her facial expressions, everything is more is different. Yeah. And when she walks down, it's a, it's like a different person walking back down the catwalk. Yeah. And then the lead up to to that um, uh, Ruby scene. Ruby attacking her essentially. Uh, she so she finds the motel to be too dangerous because she on, hears. Hold on, before that is the yeah. scene at the d- diner. Oh yeah, there's the diner scene. Yeah. So she's she's like all done up mm-hmm. uh, in totally different outfit, looks different, has makeup on for the first time in the yeah. film. Really, she's with the photographer guy, and she brings Dean and introduces him. And there's this scene about like uh, beauty, and he makes the uh, the one of the other girls stand up because she was also in the fashion show yeah, yeah, yeah. and says, stand up. How does she look? And Dean goes, she's like, whatever. She's okay. She's fine. She's and he fine. goes, that's the word he's I was like, looking that's for. He's like, that's the word fine. I was fine. Yeah. And then he says, everyone look at Jesse and he's like, that's true beauty. That's mm-hmm. why she will always be better. And you just see the look on this woman's face mm-hmm. as she's being torn down by an, a, desi- a designer she admired. Yeah. And then when Jesse goes back to the motel, the Dean's waiting. Dean's there. waiting. Because and she's he like, what are you doing? Get out of here. When she goes to lay down in her hotel room... His line is very important. Oh, yeah. He says, what are you? Oh, yeah. He says, what What are are you? Why do you want to be like those people? And And she goes... Oh, my God, I love this this line. This is the line that's important. This is showing her change in her frame of mind because she's innocent before this, everything. She goes, I don't want to be them. They want to be me. Yeah. And then she goes up to her hotel room... And uh, she has a dream. She kind of like sleeps and dreams that Keanu comes up. And she does this weird thing with her legs. Yeah, just stretching. I don't know. Stretching, but yeah. it's like weird kind of. Well, she then, did, when she sat down, she did a weird thing with her arms. Yeah, she and does. I, I know for sure weird. that Nicholas Winding Refn was like, yeah, do a weird arm thing. And do like, weird <laughs> leg things in your leather because you could like hear her legs moving because of the leather. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then it shows her sleeping uh, or it shows Keanu seeing Dean leave. Yeah. And Keanu, the manager, goes into her room and puts a knife in her mouth. Yeah. 
And she wakes up and he keeps telling her to open her mouth wider as he puts the knife yeah, further yeah. and further in her throat. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and everything's fine. Yeah. She thinks. And but we did see for sure the manager coming. So then we hear the manager. But is the that the dream door. or not? No, no, no. We see for sure outside of the dream, the manager coming up, like leaving his apartment. But that could have been the dream. She could have just been dreaming that. Uh, maybe that okay. whole thing could have been the dream. That could have been. So she, he- but she uh, hears she someone enter the room next door. Well, or no, she wakes up. And, oh, that's right. Yeah, she wakes up and her door's being someone's trying to open it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know if with a key or not. But up until this point, that's why I knew it was a dream too, is because he opens that door too easy. Oh yeah. Every other scene but, when they're trying to open the door with a key, it's, it's really so hard, hard to open. Yeah. <laughs> and she's he's trying to open it. Someone is, mm-hmm. and she freaks out and goes and locks the deadbolt. Mm-hmm. And then you hear them walk over, and she's super scared. And he and someone breaks in or opens the door well, to the to two fourteen two fourteen, which where, has which the has teenage the, runaway, the thirteen year old mm-hmm. teenage runaway, uh, runaway, and which the manager told Dean about, but also yeah. he knew about himself. Yes, so and so did the other guy. So yes. it could have been any of those. It's three unclear people. who bro- who is trying to break in, and, but it's probably the manager. And it's just a very long scene of that person being attacked in the other room. You never see it. And also that crazy visual of the plant pattern. We zoom out from the plant, uh, a spotlight on the plant pattern. And she does something light. really creepy where she's she's up on it listening with her ear yeah she doesn't call the police she puts her ear on it and listens and holds her hand up and then the camera goes through the wall and shows her in silhouette on the wallpaper yeah super weird oh and then she calls and ruby. then she calls ruby and says hey i need a safe place to stay then she goes to stay with ruby it's not ruby's house which i thought oh this is gonna get crazy then. yeah uh and that's and when i went to the bathroom oh okay <laughs> uh yeah she ruby's like oh it's not my place and ruby was being creepy on her there I came back when she was brushing her hair. Yeah. And she, yeah. And she was that, being that's creepy on starts. her there. And then she's like, no, I'm, I want to brush your hair. And then, yeah, I got all, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. And then you remember from there, Derek? Who? Yeah. Okay. I remember that part. So that's this, what you missed. That's what you missed. Uh, Interesting. This, this I have a feeling nuts. that I wouldn't have seen it even if I actually saw it. <laughs> I mean, the, her turn on the ta- catwalk is a total character change. Yeah, that's her. a, yeah, that's a big character moment. I don't know, man. I and then okay, so that final scene, we have the two the two other models, and the one of them can't. She's like, she's having a she's like sick. Well, because they're doing a photo shoot by a pool. Yeah. Oh, is that the pool? Is that really what it was? Yeah. Because she is she's the pool looking down in the water. Her, yeah. Is the pool reminding her of how she killed the girl? Yeah. Or is the pool that moving, making her sick by looking at moving both. water? Okay. I think it's a bit of both. I wasn't, she's I wasn't sure remembering, which way to take it. She's remembering that she ate somebody yeah. and that she killed somebody mm-hmm. and bathed in their blood. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And because I guess she's still human, mm-hmm. she starts to react and then yeah. leaves and goes into another room. And I Oh, my God. In that la- when she was making the vomit noises, I wanted to leave because <laughs> I just I felt I started getting sick myself. Yeah. And then... I was worried that um, because the scene before we'd seen Ruby do the moon, uh, moon the praise and the her? blood came out of her. I thought that was piss. I thought no, it, that was blood. I thought so too until it looked red. Yeah, that was the part where I was like looking around at people and like we're 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 through going this to the end. Then are we all huh? doing this together? All right, <laughs> we're all doing this together. I almost thought that that wasn't Ruby though because we very clearly see that Ruby has a bunch of tattoos and I didn't remember seeing that many tattoos right? on that body. It was hard to see well because it was all moonlight. It was weird light, yeah. And it was purposely uh, you know, yeah, silhouetted. Yeah, obscuring, yeah. Silhouetted, yeah. Um, and so 
I she thought, buries her? I thought, well, yeah. Buries I her early and lays on the... That, I oh, thought that's that, what that was. I just thought it was her in a garden. Oh, no. Well, she was burying the body and then uh-huh. laying on top of when it. When she washed the blood, yeah. you saw her do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that girl is acting like she's going to vomit and then she starts like grabbing her stomach, I thought she's going to burst out of her. Oh, man. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought this is going to get in so In front of all these people? Nuts. Yeah. I thought like a hand was going to come out of her body because there's that earlier scene where the hands come out of the the wall Mm -hmm. and I was like, fuck, this is going to be super disgusting. Yeah. Um, But no, she just vomits and spits out an eyeball, which the other lady then nonchalantly picks up and eats. Showing that she's, she's willing to, she's take that beauty part of the, Oh, and she, she, when she says, I need to get her out of me, grabs the scissors and just slices up, slices herself up and dies. Um, uh, but yeah, I, to me, that just says that the other woman wholeheartedly believes that she absorbed her power. Mm-hmm. And eyes are another symbol of beauty, you know? Well, and the Looking eye into the, the eyes of the soul. Yeah, there's a, um, so much there. And, and that's weird. why she eats the eye, because she wants to make sure that she has that power. Now, what do you think? Like, and but the I was like, the movie must end here because what are they going to do next? Like, right. police are going to come find this girl killed herself. Yeah, like, right. we're not going to follow you, that road. Yeah, that's we're done now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like to play that game of like, if what the movie doesn't, the no, no, if the movie doesn't end right here, I don't it's know what the just, hell they're going to do. It's just people yeah. doing interviews and doing paperwork. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, holy shit! So what now, was that? Uh, mountain lion all about that's i mean is that like a latent power or is that like the need to devour what do you think that's all about Jordan? i think that was for i think that was like a a natural predator coming to her because she had an otherworldly power oh yeah and then is foreshadowing the cougar in the mansion oh yeah because there's that cougar in the mansion stuffed cougar Mm -hmm. that she walks by and then runs by when she's being attacked Uh which is like the natural predators coming to get her. Mm-hmm. But man, that scene, I thought it was going full horror at that scene oh, because yeah. it shows, it looks like a person oh, yeah. is behind there and then hits the door. Like, I didn't know if we were going to go in there and there was nothing going to happen, but that scene with the cougar was just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt no, like it I was really like she goes to the manager and says, there's something in my room. In my room. Yeah. Like she knows it's probably, it doesn't, it's not quite a person. Yeah. And, I'm like, and he's so disenfranchised that he's like, all you kids, you're all the same. Mm-hmm. And makes her pay for the new door. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. You didn't, didn't like that? for it. Yeah. Then that guy pays for it. Uh, what a schlub. But yeah, that's what, I mean, Keanu but that's, was I, saying, like, I hope that you're getting something out of this. And yeah. he wasn't. That's and the that's, thing. And that's why I think he's possibly maybe the attacker. is because mm-hmm. he feels like he's putting all this effort into something mm-hmm. and then, you know, gets told told off mm-hmm. and she totally changes I mean, her personality and he if gets you want to go by the the narrative that we've come up the dichotomy of, of the film of women are dangerous men men are not mm-hmm. it would be a woman who's attacking her yeah, is that we, we don't have a maybe that's one of the models coming to attack her and that drives her to stay with ruby it could be anything but see we're never shown no, we i are. think it i think it's just we're not shown i think it's just i think that that falls in line as uh, with the cougar of mm-hmm. it being a predator coming to get her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we but we don't know the, who the predator is. We don't even hear that person's voice. No, all we hear is the woman screaming in the other room, mm-hmm. the the kid in the other room screaming. Yeah, really bad. That scene went on for a while. Oh yeah, like this film, <laughs> like you missed it, Derek. It it it, <laughs> it doesn't wait to the end to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Whew. When uh, the photographer was making her take off her clothes, did anybody else did, uh, do a quick bit of math to see if Elle Fanning was legal 
to see if we're actually going to see this. Um, I thought she was, but the, they very firmly established her character isn't, and so they I thought they would have to stick by the rules of you couldn't see anything because her character was not of legal age. Yeah. So in the American Pie movies... <laughs> Uh, what, I don't want to invoke the American Pie role. Uh-huh. But what? I'm sorry. What? Um, what did did you do? You remember how old she is? She's. I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I was just she's, wondering if this she, was going to happen. She's 18. Oh, okay. She's literally 18 years old right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a little concerned. Um, Sleeping Beauty up there. <laughs> yeah. That's a member of the Daddy Daycare. Oh wow. Jeez. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, do you think this is a sequel to daddy daycare? <laughs> I'd have to say no. Uh, I'm gonna have to give a hard, hard, uh, you know, usually I'm not so decisive, but I'm gonna have to say no. I wonder if Nicholas winding Refn considers any of his films within their same universe. Oh shit. Like what do you like? You've seen the most Jordan. So what do you, do you think any of them? Could they be? Is that what you're asking? I me? think they could at least two or three of them. I mean, Drive is so. I mean, I'm using this word as. I mean, they're a, a all mainstream. They're it's all. Not, I mean, Bronson was a, you know a, a stylized documentary. Um, oh, well, stylized biography. Biography. I mean, yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they could because they all exist in places, and he does a good job at getting the feeling of those places. And the stories are always microcosms. They they they're not on a massive scale where they could influence each other. Yeah. So Drive could definitely happen in L.A. This could happen in L.A. Only God Forgives could happen. Uh, well, except what? for Christina Hendricks was in both this and Drive. And right, I mean, different actors could play different characters. I know. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's in two of them, too. Oh, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> I mean, they could. He could just be, he could just have this strange, messed up universe that he's writing in. I do kind of like, though, um... Like an uh, like this odd sense of foreboding that he puts over films that kind of pays off real late in the film, mm-hmm. like between this and Only God Forgives. I know you guys don't like it, but like at Bronson, there's that sense throughout. Yeah, um, because of the monologues. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I guess even Valhalla Rising, I haven't seen it. I don't. You don't have to say. Oh too much no, about it, you. I mean, it's safe to say that. I don't n- think he wants to make movies with happy endings. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. And yeah. I, a, I've, I wanted woman, to see there's a documentary that his wife made uh-huh. about his making of um, Only God Forgives. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to check that out too. The, the, I'd, I mean, I, I said this to the woman at Pizza Rev. I said, <laughs> none of them are happy endings. Just be prepared. Mm-hmm. And Valhalla Rising does not have a happy ending. And... Mm-hmm. and you kind of, they make it clear early on in that movie that they're doing bad things and maybe no one deserves to live. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, I think this is just his tone that mm-hmm. he's developed and that he likes to tell stories in. And it's, it's interesting when he writes stories that aren't totally off-putting, like Only God Forgives. Mm-hmm. But uh, He yeah. was going to make the equalizer with Denzel Washington. He wow. was? And that's based on an old TV show. I mean, he wants yeah. to make. Uh, he just he just said in an interview that he he'd love to do a superhero movie, and they asked which one, and he said, "Oh, I guess Batgirl." That's crazy. And she, hey guys, guess what? No. She's got a really bad. I mean, she's. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Oracle. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her transition to Oracle. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. she's got a bad. End I think. I think he would mid mid. He point? would do bad. He would do good with Cassandra Kane. Are you aware with that oh, Batgirl? Yeah. She's the one who doesn't but, talk that much because she has feel, like a real bad past. Yeah, I feel like I mean he likes writing in that tone. Mm-hmm. So. And I think if I mean if DC's going to give him a back, I mean they won't. But if they would, that would be cool to give him like a, an off off brand Batgirl in a sense. Yeah. That, they almost uh, gave Aquaman to that uh, Midnight James Special Wong? guy. Oh. Who did Midnight's? What was that guy's name? I Joe remember. something. Joe something. Take Shelter guy. Yeah. That's interesting. Is is James Wan still on that Aquaman or did he drop yet? I think it's like a negative space. Like it's happening and not happening mm-hmm. in my world. So it's a Schrodinger's uh, movie? Yeah. Uh, it was Jeff Nichols who did Midnight's Jeff Special. Nichols. Jeff Nichols. He, he would, that would be an interesting Aquaman. Eh. I don't know. I mean, I don't like how that movie ended, but I really liked how it got there. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I think we're good on the. There, I mean, we could, because of our medium, mm-hmm. our audio me- medium, it's impossible to really just believe us when we say that this film is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous and then disgusting at the same time. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like that he is just as good at being at making beauty as he is. Viscera, yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. he's, it's equal sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. and uh, just just be prepared for it if you go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of uh, Andrew getting disgusted by the choking because I I I find these things about Andrew a lot, things that he has a distaste for, and that's another one on the list. Well, if I mean, I've I've if if I'm around someone who's like vomiting, I can't be that close because. That that noise, sympathetic sympathetic vomiting. Yeah, that noise just gets to me. Written rule about vomiting. Yeah, for me, you have to help them. You can't be disgusted. I know. I I've I've done my part, but then I have to step away as soon as I know that they're okay. Because if I stay around, if if they do that choking noise too long, you'll get it. It'll get to me. Yeah. See, for me, I don't have that response. But my dad, not for vomiting, but for like when he had to clean the screws that were in my head. Mm. I don't know if you know this, Derek. I broke my neck a long time ago. I I had to wear a halo, and that thing screws into your head. So there's just screws in your head, and they've got to be cleaned every day. And uh, my dad couldn't do it because he just wounds, uh, broken bones, just anything like physical like Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. and he makes him sick. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, everybody's got their thing. And now we know another one of Andrew's. Do you have a list, Derek? Are you compiling? Yeah, it's like Batman. I'm not telling you what's on the list. (laughs) No, that's important. Because if you ever need to go up against this, you need to know our weaknesses. Yeah, I'll just start acting like we're about to vomit or <laughs> Yeah, and you'll just put on... <laughs> and I beat him. And you'll put on animated movies, since I hate those for some reason. I mean, ben, I know about. Benson would do it. Every once in a while, he did a vomit noise that I just couldn't stand. <laughs> so <laughs> Did he just bust it out to annoy you sometimes? Yeah, I think so. That's great. Also, yeah. he's very... He has motion sickness. Yeah, he does. Yes, do it. That's oh, definitely. Surprising. He could not make it through this film because of the strobe lights. I think the strobe lights oh, would fuck him man. up. Because yeah. for me, I, even after that first strobe light scene, I was a little bit whoa, like yeah, dazed. The show. Uh huh. That I was like, man, they need a warning before this movie because mm-hmm. I was fine, but I did feel a little weird afterwards. Yeah. Like I didn't get sick, but it definitely I felt a affected little woozy, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's because you don't have a focal point, nothing to focus on. Because yeah. not only does it flash, mm-hmm. it also changes viewpoint to different characters yep. really quickly. So it's hard to feel steady. Mm-hmm. Man, they need a warning before this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, 
please, listener. If, if you made you, it all the way through the discussion, here's yeah. your warning. <laughs> if you have a problem with strobe lights and uh, any type of seizure in response to strobe lights, do not see this movie. Well, that's as good a place to call it as any. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>